Welcome to Turn the Page. Design your dream career podcast with me, Tyann. And me, Kyla. This is the podcast we wish existed as we fantasized for a decade about trading our corporate jobs for a dreamy life of passion and travel. We're sharing all of the misperceptions that kept us plugged into the corporate matrix and rat race, including the falsehood that we had to completely start over from scratch versus simply turn the page. Welcome back, Page Turners. Hi. I love that so much, guys. We're loving that name for you guys because that's what you are. You're turning the page. Love it. So we want to we want to go back a little bit into part one and give you a little bit of background um, into why we chose these exercises for getting unstuck. Yeah. And give you a little insight into what is going on in your brain when you feel stuck. And these exercises are going to help break up yeah. some of what is going on. So Ty, right. what is happening when we feel stuck? Okay. Kyla, so we talk a lot about our amygdala, which is the fancy word for our reptile brain, our lizard brain. I visualize mine as one of the velociraptors from Jurassic Park. Because <laughs> if you remember back to Jurassic Park, the velociraptors, they did. They, they, they were super scary and they caused a lot of havoc. Okay, right? Now we have a lizard brain so that it protects us and keeps us instinctually moving and safe and all that stuff, which is great. If we're on the savanna being chased by a lion. Not so great when we want to do other things that we really need our prefrontal cortex engaged. Okay. So when we feel stuck, your body starts going into survival mode. Especially we might start feeling like a victim. We might start thinking, I don't know how I'm ever going to get out of this. And all of those things, which by the way are super normal. I want you to acknowledge that we all have feelings. But also acknowledge when I'm in that mindset my creative brain is turned off. And so these activities are to help you start to unlock that creative brain. Get the bla- brain flow, get the blood flow working, exactly. the brain working, everything working. Because, you know, you can imagine if something's chasing you, fight, flight, freeze. Right. Right. Yeah. And so there's so much of that primal instinct that happens when we get overwhelmed yeah. in our crazy society we live in. We're hardwired for this. So instead of beating ourselves up, it should really function as a trigger in our brains to think, oh, something's happening here. What's going on? And, you know, just kind of an analogy. So we know my sweet husband, Tom, had a shoulder replacement surgery in December, and he's been going to physical therapy. And one of the big things they do in therapy is to break up that scar tissue and that internal tissue that forms around an injury. Because what does that do? It keeps you stuck. It keeps you from having full mobility. So that same stuff happens in our brain. And when it's happening in our body, we're like, well, of course I would go to PT. Of course I would do my exercises because I want to be able to use my arm, right? So same thing with your brain. It's just an exercise to help you use your brain. So today we're going to do part two of brain physical therapy. And much like our bodies need all kinds of uh, therapy and support and inputs, yeah. you know, our brain is the same way as Tyan said. I love that you look at it as a velociraptor. Yeah. Honestly, the more we look at that lower part of our brain is something that doesn't serve us. Right. The better your brain can start to move into observation. Absolutely. And when you're in observation, that's when you're in prefrontal cortex, the highest yes. part where all of the long-term goodness lives. Right. 
So these exercises help you to get out of primal brain and into higher brain, which I love so much. And by the way, I don't sit there and think, I want to eliminate my velociraptor. It serves as a good trigger now for me to think, ooh, my velociraptor is trying to get in the driver's seat. So what's going on? Yes. And that's back to the observation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, we're not suggesting you push away. <laughs> you know, everything our body gives us are signals. For our, reason. Right? It's it's with the best of intention. So we need to pay attention. But as Tyan said, we always want to do it with what I call compassionate curiosity. Right? That's such a great term. Loving, loving, um, huh, this is what my brain is offering. Isn't that interesting? Yes. So we're going to talk about a second exercise to get unstuck. And this is going to go into an area that we both learned a lot about from the amazing Brene Brown. We love Brene Brown so much. We know we're best friends with her. She just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> We've met, never met her, but that doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> um, she's in our front row. And... And the one thing that Brene has helped, I think, both of us to have more um, curiosity about is what are the things that are standing in our way? Mm. What feelings do that trigger? And then, of course, we don't want to feel things that don't feel good, especially in our society that's like, I don't feel like doing that. Right. Or also, we get a lot of messages as women that those aren't polite or ladylike feelings to have. Absolutely. Such as anger for example. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we want to bring to the surface what some of the things are that might be keeping you stuck. Mm -hmm. And um, for both of us, that's usually things we don't want to feel. Right. Right. And so uh, for me, it's things like shame. It's Mm -hmm. things like not knowing how to do something, feeling overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. wanting to be perfect, all the things. Yeah. Um, To add to that list, some of my favorite go-to Things that are standing in my way, um, feeling resentment, that that's a favorite go-to, um, procrastinating, and definitely feeling overwhelmed. I think that's a common one for me too. Yeah. So we want you to do a little two-part exercise. Again, if you are in the car on a walk, uh, perhaps pause this. You will need a piece of paper, a pen, ideally. Right. You can put this in your phone, but we know that there's also uh, something that happens in our brain when we write things down. It is far stickier if you use analog techniques. Yes. So get out your favorite thing that you love to write with. We love colored markers and a fun journal. <laughs> we love stickers. We love sticky notes, as you'll see in the behind the scenes. I've got the art stock right here. The time game, I'm already happy. It's just... I, I love, I'm a tactile person, Kyla. I love we the way both are. Yeah, things feel. We both are. Yeah. Yeah. So again, we've incorporated that into our business. We have journals for this podcast, which we're going to tell you how to get on our website. I'm so excited about this. We have all kinds of fun things that we love to do in our business. And um, again, that's just things that we love to do personally that right incorporated. So so step one of this, uh, Tyan mentioned a couple things. I mentioned a couple things. We want you to write down Things that you are most ashamed of. <laughs> it's a fun one. Kyla, this seems super scary. What if someone sees my list? And you know, I did this at a conference and everyone was hiding their list. So I just want you to know that we all oh. feel, you know, we have a persona. We want to try to maintain that. That's how all of us feel as humans. Yeah. So Tyan and I are sitting on opposite sides recording this. And so I can't see her list and she can't see mine. <laughs> Um, So step one, we're going to write down things that you feel, um, you know, again, ashamed of that you you wish you were better at, you know, what are all those things? 
And then don't worry, we're gonna come back and give you a new lens for those things that is gonna be incredibly helpful. Yes, it's okay. We're not gonna put you into a never ending shame spiral in the words of Brene. That's right. So we're gonna put uh, one minute on the clock and we yep. just want you to quickly write down five things that you're ashamed of. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> Okay, so we've wrote down some of these fun topics. Oh my gosh. Okay. Is anyone crying? Yeah. It's it brings up a lot of it brings up a lot of emotions. Um so as you have your list, what we want you to do now is to write down how these things can actually serve you. Oof. Can they serve me, Kyla? I'm gonna give you an example and and so is Tyann. Do you have one? <laughs> okay, I'm going to give one first and then Tyann had to up his lip. So I was just telling Tyann this this morning. We have been building a house and there's some parts of the house that are not finished. And there's some parallelization. I wrote down overwhelm as mm. one of my, uh, one of the things that, that I can feel shame about. And what I have come to realize is that because I have procrastinated, mm -hmm. I have come up with some different solutions. Wow. That might actually be better than your original solution. Exactly. And that is also bonus points using my maximizer lens, which we're going to talk about here in a sec. We're going to talk about how to use your strengths uh, to, you know, help help to have a different lens and think about, you know, your things that you know, maybe don't come naturally to you in a different way. So you had that great example of building the house. And I was thinking for me, kind of a common refrain in my head is, I should be way more buttoned up in my business or like way more grown up, or I should have way more established processes and be using a sauna or some such to manage everything, right? I think about that all the time. Right. Okay. And we've got a friend we know in common. And let me tell you, when I look at her website and I see what she's doing, oh, my God, like I want to be her when I grow up, right? She's got all this stuff buttoned up. So I was thinking, at first I was thinking, um, you know, how much better everything would be if I had that. But you know what? I've tried this multiple times. It's just not how my brain functions. And so I was thinking, Kyla, for me, it allows a level of flexibility in my business that might not otherwise be there if I was overly process oriented. Like the way you pivoted during the pandemic and you figured out how to do virtual training in like right. a week. Right. Which is not something I had 
on my website or I didn't have workshop summaries for. I didn't have any of that and had to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, how can your your shame areas, you know, things that you you feel like are standing in your way, how can those actually be exactly what you need to, to turn the page, right? I mean, um, you know, I wrote down procrastination and told the story, which is also kind of overwhelmed. Um, you know, sometimes, like Tyann, I feel like, oh, I need to have my business more all together, right? And um, and and have it bunned up and right and more of a grown up business. Okay. And we're just talking about how you're looking at um, changing your direction a little bit to focus even more on the people you want to focus on. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Which is more holistic coaching, right? Um, and so, isn't it interesting that because I didn't have everything buttoned up that there was some flexibility in my approach and that is actually what has led me to the next iteration absolutely absolutely even i saw this because i just came back from the gallup summit and was talking with a few people who were asking what should my business name be should it be my name or should it be something very specific and i've got a friend who has strengths in the name of their business which is great. But guess what happens when you when you have that is you're always tethered to that thing, especially if you use it in a certain way, right? And my business name is my name. I mean, that's what people know me as. So that might have some limitations, but otherwise people come to see me and I can help determine what the right solution is rather than my business name dictating the solution. Yes. That makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Again, if if you ask your brain, what are the ways that this can actually help me? Yep. Right. If you procrastinate and it gives you more space and time to think about what it is you really want, you know, there might be an epiphany coming next week. Yeah. That your procrastination actually enabled. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's um. I had one too about getting tired. Oof. Kyla and I both are big fans of naps, but there's a part of me that feels kind of ashamed and didn't doesn't want to tell people that I might take a nap in the afternoon because there's the part of my brain that's like, grownups don't do that. And like, you know what? I feel better after I lay down. I just do. And so I can design my life to accommodate that and be okay with that and stop beating myself up every day when I think, oh, I have to lay down, but it's okay. I'll make up for it later. Exactly. And I think, excuse me, what Ty and I have both also come to realize is the more honest we are Mm. about our lives and what we really want out of them. And the more we share that, the more people show up and say, oh, it's not just me. Right. Right. And no, it's not just you. That's why we have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) To help you understand you're in community with others who are like minded. So I was at a I was at the Texas Women's Conference years ago, and Viola Davis was one of the speakers. Oh, right, yes, one of love her. most incredible speakers I've ever heard. And one of the things she said is that shame cannot exist when you bring it into the light. Oh my gosh, it has no oxygen. I'm so writing that down right now. Part of the reason we wanted you to write down some of these things that you might feel shame about is because the more we keep them hidden, the more that they grow. 
Mm, they grow in darkness. Oh, okay, I have another one. So it's like, wait a minute, I, I've got another one now. I have wanted to write a book for how long? A long time, right? I think we all have a book inside of us, and I have had one rattling around in my head. And I've I've started on it in fits and starts. I've gone to a writer's workshop, which was which was awesome. But there's always something that just I don't know. I get stuck. Honestly, I get stuck. And so it occurred to me that there are other people who help potential authors along this journey. I don't have to do it myself. Absolutely. And funny enough, I was so I was talking to a woman and interviewing some different ones I wanted to work with. And she's like, yeah, this is what I do. And then somehow we got to talking about naps. And she said, I've got a chronic issue and I take naps every day. And I'm like, what? <laughs> There's someone else? We can do that? I can do this? We can just set up our lives that way? I can get help? And guess what? Having help writing a book still makes you an author. It still makes you a writer. If you write stuff down, you are a writer. This is a great segue, Tyann, into the other thing that writing down these things can be helpful to unearth is how can these obstacles be turned into your to-do list? I love this. And what we mean by that is if I am not good at organization, I can hire an organizer or I could trade some work with an organizer. Which you've done. You were so I good at that. <laughs> you're so good at the bartering for things. <laughs> because when you're starting out and you're turning the pages, you know, you want to kind of put your toe in the water in maybe some small ways. Right. It's a great way to trade and barter services that you, I remember in the early days, I was talking to this woman and she said, you know, the highlight of my day is if I get to create an Excel spreadsheet. Oh, my God. And I thought, kill me now. What? There's <laughs> someone who likes to, like, I'm so grateful that right. there's and someone like that. Thank goodness. Right? right? So one of the things, Tyana, and I have realized is, you know, as you continue to unearth what you really want your life to look like, you're going to need to identify what is your zone of genius. Right. What is your zone of incompetence? Yeah. No, no shame in that. No. Nope. Right. I mean, Tyan and I have help doing our taxes and bookkeeping because we cannot think of anything worse. I mean, and so really, let me park on that for a sec, Kyla, because I think that's one of the reasons people hesitate in getting their business started is they don't know what legal structure to use. Do you need a legal structure? Um, what's a DBA? How do you get a bank account? Um, what taxes do you have to pay? I mean, all that seems super overwhelming to me, right? And we've been doing this for years now. And guess what? There's people out there who do this for a living, which is so fun. And part of designing your dream career and life is, you know, being in that beautiful zone of genius the majority of the time. Right. So Ty and I love to, you know, curate information, teach, ideate, because. serve up. Be the sparkle. sparkle. Um, There's a lot of doing that we outsource to other people. We totally do. And I don't think any worse of anybody because they have a team. That's what companies do. Exactly. Exactly. They all have a team. They all have specialists. And it's not that Kyle and I couldn't do our taxes, for example. In fact, we we did and, you know, still have responsibilities for getting some of that stuff together. But... We bring in other people. Um, I don't know how to build a website. Squarespace says it's super easy. Well, isn't though? 
Is that the best spend of my time? Am I a web designer? Exactly. No. And so I can't tell you how many times I've traded, here's a strengths code, and then I'll give you a, a one hour debrief on your strengths report if you do whatever for me. So, you know, again, as you continue to kind of unearth these things, what is standing in your way, right? Is it a thought that I procrastinate so clearly I can't start a business or change careers? Right. Is it an ability that you, you know, don't have honed? Right. What do you want to think about those obstacles? You know, I could learn it. I could outsource it. Right. There's so many things in our lives that we figure out yeah. that we kind of take for granted. We were talking about, you know, as many times as there's a new phone that we all have to <laughs> learn and transfer the stuff to. And but we do that. So, Kyla, wait a minute. Let's just roll this back. And let's say you had the very first iPhone that ever came out. Somehow you got a wild hair and you got this iPhone. Is anyone still using that same iPhone? No, by the way, the iOS updates do not do not go back that far. So when your time, you know, for a new phone, um, do we resist and say, I'm never talking on the phone again? Like the telephone is just not my jam. It's like, well, no, we figure it out. And, you know, there's no tech manual for this stuff anymore, right? Like there used to be in the old days. You open the box and you start messing around with it. See what happens. See what happens. And the other thing, you know, our brain loves to do is to tell us that if something worked in the past, it's never going to work again in the future. <laughs> Because our brains love binary thinking. That's again how we survived, people. Right. Like, don't eat that plant. Your your coat, it's you know, man just died. Right. 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 So again, just understand those primal urges are often not intuition. And they are trying to send a message that maybe you don't need anymore. Maybe you can figure out how to update your phone. Right. Um Okay, one of the things we were alluding to a little bit earlier is, um, you know, how can these things actually serve me? And I like to take clients through an activity on how can your strengths help you navigate some areas where you might be stuck? Now you might be thinking, I don't have any strengths. Yes, you do. <laughs> if you if you need help determining that, uh, you know, we'll give you some resources where you can come find us. But the way this might look is Kyla and I've mentioned a lot during these episodes that we're both maximizers. Well, what do we know about maximizers, Kyla? We know that we like to take something that currently exists and make it better. We actually prefer that over looking just at a blank page. Um, we constantly like to tweak things as we get more information or things look better, such as Kyla's design plan, which <laughs> has continued to evolve, right? We know that maximizers, um, that's an influencing theme. There's some um, potentially like partnering with other people. There's um, some research that goes into it. Like there's all these things, right? You mean like this partnership? Exactly. <laughs> How can I maximize having a podcast? I could do it with a friend. How about that? And then we can hire some people like our um, dear producer, Yael, who sorts everything else out for us. Okay. So you take your thing and it can be a challenge. It could just be a current situation you're trying to navigate. And you, you can list that out and then you say, well, what are some of my strengths? Well, then what do I know about that strength? So another one potentially is achiever. Well, what do we know about achievers? We know that they like to get things done. That's their driver is get her done. They need to have a goal and they like having milestones along the way so they know they are achieving. So if I look at my challenge and I look at my strength, maybe I could put some goals in place. 
maybe I just need some more workable milestones. Like the goal seems too far out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can look at, okay, because a couple things this does. It takes our brain out of velociraptor mode and puts us into problem-solving mode. Mm-hmm. And problem-solving is creative, okay? So, you know, maybe I come up with three or four ideas, and then I go to my next strength. Okay, what do I know about that one? Um, this kind of reminds me of when I ask workshop participants, like, what's something that's perpetually on your to-do list? And this comes up a lot. It's make an estate plan or a will, right? And how many of us have that on our to-do list? Me. I got to <laughs> update it. And... Um, and so I'm like, okay, great. Well, why do we procrastinate that stuff? Why does it ever get done? It's because it's so overwhelming to think about, right? There's maybe you don't want to think about end of life stuff. Maybe you're not quite sure what to do with stuff. Maybe you've heard you might need a trust. I don't know. Do you? Maybe there's children involved. Maybe, I mean, any number of things, right? So if I just look at if I'm here today and I want to have a fully baked estate plan, there's too much distance between those two things. So achievers might say, okay, what would be the very next step I could take that would take me one step closer to progress on that goal? Right. Well, maybe the next step is I know a friend who just did one. Maybe I can call her and ask who she used. And Maximizer might do that too. Yeah. Maximizer might go find a template. A template. Look at that. Other people have done this before. And so you can just think, okay, well, maybe my task on my to-do list today is I'm going to spend five minutes researching and find a template. Super. Or I'm going to reach out to two friends who have just done this and see who they use. And I love that you just added constrain. Mm. Right? So constraining yep. for maximizers especially Oof. is important. Because <laughs> we could iterate all day long, right? I think I looked for a wedding dress for a year and a half. <laughs> and how many wedding dresses did you buy, Kyla? I bought three. <laughs> And just kind of knowing that about yourself, okay, we could iterate all day long. Let me put a little constraint for I'm going to do this for X amount of time. Because if I hit C on my to-do list, spend five minutes doing this, I'm like, oh, I can do that. I have five minutes. So, you know, you guys know as well as we do, you go on a trip, you, uh, you know, you have to have a luggage, you have to have luggage packed by the next morning. Right. You will find a way to get that done, right? <laughs> but if you give yourself a week, you're probably going to take a week to kind of like really noodle, like, what do I want to take? What are you going to be like, right? Whereas if you give yourself, you know, I'm going to, for this five minutes, think about what activities I'm doing. Right. And just write down those activities. That's just five minutes. And then I'm going to take five minutes and write down, okay, what do I have available that might fit those activities? Yeah. Like I'm going to go swimming. I might need a swimsuit. Maybe I need some flip-flops. Exactly. So our brains will always take whatever amount of time we give it. Mm. So that's why constraining is really important. We're going to do a whole episode on constraint yeah. because constraint for me uh, in 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 the overwhelm has been the anecdote to overwhelm is oh constraining. Gosh. Yeah. You know, whether it's I, I, I mean, I'll just give you guys a small little preview of this. I have some uh feet issues, and I can only now buy from one shoe company. Seriously? It has simplified my life so much. Is it Franco Sarto? No. <laughs> Sadly, no. It's not. It's really it's sad. Cute. I know. Such cute shoes. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, but I mean, it really has made it so like, well, whatever they have, that's the only choice I have. That's what you get. I love that. So again, it is your brain serves up overwhelm, procrastination, fear, all of those things. Yeah. What could be the anecdote to that? If I was going to solve this problem, what would I do to solve the problem? Okay. So speaking of solving problems, which by the way, this is adulting. Adulting is just solving problems all day long. So one of my favorite interview questions to ask, because I've interviewed thousands of people, is tell me the last thing that you solved or fixed. And I was telling Kyla earlier that it's amazing the two responses I, I seem to get. That This tends to be kind of a polarizing question. I either get someone saying, well, you know, as a matter of fact, the thing was stuck on my whatever, on my car. I couldn't get my phone open. I mean, whatever it is. And so, you know, here's how what I did. I'm not looking for you, again, that you solved world hunger. I'm just looking for anything. Like one day our microwave, the dang door wouldn't stay shut. And I knew it was that like latchy thing. Yeah. And it was going to take a while for it to come in. I used a paperclip. You know what? And it shut. And it killed MacGyver. I know. I was super excited. So what have you fixed or solved? And the people who look at me with a blank stare... I know that they're stuck. Yeah. Because I know they're they're dealing with stuff all day long. They just can't even think about what it is. Yeah. But really, I mean, all of life is, you know, calling the pest company because they said they were going to show up on Friday and they didn't. Or, you know, um, I don't know, it can just be anything. Calling the insurance company because they didn't pay your bill. We have one. I have one of those literally waiting in my to-do box. You're solving problems all day. All day. And your husband's saying, you know how to put together things that are in the fridge and the pantry, right? You guys Making are Making dinner. Solving. That's a problem. That's problems a, all day yeah. long every day. So we just yeah. want you to borrow yes. that lens. Love it. Turn the page, right? Love I mean, it. so you, you manage to throw together dinner with nothing, um, seemingly. And then you can turn the page and use that same lens for solving a problem to, again, create a plan for overcoming the things that are standing in your way. Yeah. Do you know one of my favorite clips to show is, remember that movie Apollo 13 Mm -hmm. with Tom Hanks? It's so good, right? Um, I'll watch it every time it comes on TV. And we all know how it ends. Yeah. Right? And we (laughs) still watch it. And we're still like on the edge of your seat. (laughs) My favorite scene in that is when the guys are in the um, capsule or whatever, and their oxygen scrubber has gone out and they're getting too much carbon dioxide in there. And the guys on the ground say, well, this is what's available to them. We have to turn this into something that's going to work. And it's like a tube, you know, a tube sock and a, and a roll of duct tape and a plastic bag. And that's what they have to work with. And so sitting around saying, well, gosh, I don't know. I'm stuck. I'm going to wait until something better comes along. It's like, no, you got to figure it out. That's what that's what life is. And it's just your lower brain. It's okay. It's just the velociraptor. Right. I see you, velociraptor. You're kind of mean and ugly, and I'm not going to listen to you. Right. So, Kyla, okay, think about this. I have to put dinner together. Haven't been to the market in a while. And I open up the pantry, and the only thing I can find is a box of pastaroni. And I'm... How many of you would think, well, that's not a whole meal. That doesn't have any vegetables. That's like garbage carbohydrates but you know what it works it's food <laughs> and i can eat it until that'll buy me some time until i can place a pickup order yes. at the store it's okay 
So a lens I've been using over this um, the last few months is what's minimally viable. I love this phrase. So talk to us more about where this comes from and what it means. Um, I, I'm sure it comes from innovation, technology, scientific invention somewhere. You seem to know, so you're going to need to tell me. <laughs> um, but, you know, I've just been thinking so much about instead of trying to get to 100, you know, what if I was just at five? Right. And what if five was the step that was going to lead me to six? Okay. What is minimally viable to get me to the next right thing? Yeah. Do you have a specific example of something that you had been waiting to put out or do that you put just a an MVP, as we call it, a minimally viable product? It just happened on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so someone was seeking a referral for a coach that specialized in transitions. Okay. And I thought, I specialize in transitions. I know somebody. Her name is Kyla Martin. <laughs> But they were specifically looking for someone who had experience in the music industry. And I thought, well, I don't have experience in the music industry. But I do have experience in transitions. And maybe this person wants to move into another field. And maybe it doesn't matter that I don't have experience in the music industry, even though I do have a love of the arts and uh, many things in this area. But I definitely know how to transition from one thing to another. See, that is what my, my coaching inevitably sort of unearths with my clients. And so I thought, okay, what is what is the basic thing I can say in a post mm-hmm. that will serve as a as a referral form of information? Yeah. So I I quickly updated my website. Um I have been at kind of transitioning into as Tyan mentioned more of life coaching versus just career coaching because I end up coaching on those things anyway, right? My clients and my life imagined includes many areas, not just career. And so I quickly updated uh, my website, uh, my Instagram, my Facebook. Of course, I had been planning to do that for months and months and months, right? Right. But I needed a minimally viable product to include in this referral information. And that's all I did. So what happened is you went from just sort of this nebulous, I have an idea to, oh, there's a need I need to respond to. I would like to respond to it. I would be willing to bet old Kylo would have looked at that and thought, I'm not qualified. Exactly. And just shut down the opportunity. Yeah, because I didn't meet 100%. Because you didn't meet 100%. Um, I was thinking, gosh, I have so many of these. Um, I was thinking anytime I think about like a new workshop or a new topic I could speak on, I then want to add it to my website or add it to my, you know, media kit or whatever it is. And then I thought you had to have the whole thing done. I thought you had to have like all the slides done and all the content done before you could put that stuff out. And you know what? (laughs) That's not true. I can just put out a title with a two word description. And if somebody buys it, then I can develop it. Or what I loved is you said someone asked you, can you speak for 45 minutes? Right. What topic? I can speak on anything. (laughs) (laughs) Minimally viable product, 45 minute speech. Right. And you know, what's funny about that is you just have, I mean, you could do the same thing. You've got kind of your core content and you could rework it in any way. Okay. Here is a trick. And I, I did this in high school. So I was in AP English and advanced placement English. And the whole thing is you get to the end of the semester and you have to take the AP exam, right? Well, here's what I did. 
I knew that the AP exam typically asks about like one of four books and it's usually Catcher in the Rye or, you know, some such thing. I already had my outline for the essay I was going to write, regardless of the question they ask. I knew their questions were going to be in a certain sort of sphere. And I already knew the essay I was going to write, at least the outline. And so I could make it adapt to whatever their question was, as opposed to going in cold thinking, I have no idea. And so I just had the, the basis. Guess what? I did well, placed out of college English. And so that's how you can think about your life, too. Again, you know this stuff. You can just leave flexibility so you can tweak it a little bit to meet your need. Absolutely. So you have everything you need already. We want you to repurpose, turn the page, use everything that is an obstacle as your to-do list, everything that you feel shameful about as a lens that is going to serve you. Yeah. Again, we don't have to throw away the book. We just turn the page. If you'd like to turn the page and design your dream career and life, check out our website at turnthepagewithkylaandtyann.com. While you're there, you can download some fun freebies, see the show notes for the podcast, and also see some behind-the-scenes photos. Those are my favorite. If you'd like to reach us, there's two ways. I'm Tyann, and I specialize in strengths training, speaking, and coaching. You can go over to the website and reach me by clicking the About Tyann button. If you'd like to work with me, Kyla, for transition or life coaching, click on the About Kyla section. This podcast was brought to you by Kyla Martin Consulting and Osborne Consulting Group.